This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we're saying, ready, set, snow. Bells. <laughs> the jingle bells are back. Hooray. I love that it's just Christmas in all the sweet valleys for absolutely no good reason now. <laughs> I know. Um, and unseasonal snow mm. in all of them. Or I, I mean, I guess it is the season, but not the climate. No. Yes, that's true. Well, as we promised last week, it is a uh, Christmas Carol themed <laughs> episode. Now, just pray, just prepare yourselves because I assumed that as in the It's a Wonderful Life episode, it was going to be the sole focus of the yeah. of of this week's adventure. However, mm-hmm. it's kind of a B plot. It kind of is, yeah. It takes a while to kick in. Like I was enjoying the episode all the same, but I was also oh, like, very much so. Yeah. Okay, but but where are the ghosts? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, let's see what the blurb has to say about it. I am taking. Wikipedia blurb as usual and again I have not read it in advance so this will it's as fresh to me as it is to you listeners (laughs) okay Elizabeth has to do all the Christmas charity herself (laughs) weirdly phrased while everyone else gets to go have fun oh this is true even Mm. if it's written like it's gone through Google Translate oh yeah (laughs) Jessica and Lila's Scrooge-like behaviour at Christmas sees them visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. That is true. It is. Okay, well, what what does Amazon give us? Okay, yeah, no, sorry. I was just kind of surprised at how accurate that all seemed. (laughs) (laughs) I was just waiting for some absolute curveball to be thrown in at the end. But I was like, oh, okay, no, that was pretty solid. Uh, Yeah, so as usual, Amazon is keeping it short and sweet. Uh, Just a teeny bit inaccurate, though, in in an omission, because uh, it says the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future visit Jessica. And that's it. No mention of Lila. Poor old Lila, mm. who actually is, as ever, pretty good in this episode. She is. She's delightful. Well, now that you have lowered your expectations accordingly, listeners, <laughs> which I guess is something we should say every single week. Um, There's never not an occasion to lower your expectations. <laughs> not in Sweet Valley. God, no. <laughs> we begin at the Moon Beach, where Jessica and Lila are coming in from, uh, I guess, a trip to the mall. And Lila is delighted because apparently it's going to be the most expensive Christmas ever. 
<laughs> she's so happy about this. Uh, but yeah, her and Jess are just buzzing after all their shopping. I was going to say Christmas shopping, but really it's just shopping at Christmas because it's not like they've been buying stuff for anybody else. Um, oh, it, I mean, explicitly <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, Jess uh, goes to the the effort of, of talking about how she loves Christmas so much with all that getting, getting, getting. So uh <laughs> Not, not quite getting the spirit of Christmas there. No, uh, she just got herself some fancy silver earrings. Mm. And uh, Lila, who I'm just going to say, is dressed as a young executive. Oh my God, she actually is. You're so right. <laughs> young executive, young executive. She is a young executive. <laughs> we can only as- assume she has the exact same suit in Scarlet somewhere else. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, Bowie wrote a song about her. That's mm. how, uh, how young executive she is. Absolutely. Um, and she says supportively to, to, um, to Jessica, like, girl, you are so good to yourself. <laughs> she uh, reveals all about George Fowler's Christmas bash. Yeah, apparently her dad is throwing an absolutely huge uh, party this Christmas. There's going to be <laughs> beluga caviar, uh, an orchestra and real snow. Uh, and Jessica has another one of those classic kind of bimbo moments that are just a bit too much because she's uh, like, wow, I knew he was powerful, but I had no idea he could control the weather. And it's like, OK, come on now, even for Jessica, yeah. <laughs> this is just a bit much. Uh, and Lila, of course, is just like, he's renting a snow machine. <laughs> you dummy. Is there such a thing as a machine that can make real snow or is it just like the snow they have in films and things where, you know, it's basically made out of like plastic or paper? Yeah, I kind of assumed that that was always just like, yeah, fake snow. But they keep saying real snow. snow. They do, don't mm. they? I'm thinking, well, no, I'm not going to say anything else because they'll spoil it. The <laughs> massively unpredictable ending. Um, so, yes, he's going, George is going all out and Lila is, uh, has been allowed to invite whoever she wants. And Jessica's like, oh, so, you know, you're going to invite everybody. But of course, Lila wouldn't dream of it because she'd never give up the joy of excluding people. It's so mean, but she delivers it so well that it is just funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because as she's saying this, she's like walking past a booth uh, that she waves at, uh, which contains like Shred and Cheryl and Enid and Manny. So they're all like obviously not invited to this. And it's so pointed and so mean. But again, the delivery is great. (laughs) It is. Surely doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, uh, in that booth, the aforementioned booth full of all the sounders who we actually like. (laughs) It's like the people that we'd actually hang out with. Yes. Edith wonders if they'll ever get to go to a Cheryl part or a Fowler party. And Cheryl is like, oh, who'd want to go to that Grinch fest? But uh, <laughs> Shred says, don't despair, Enog, because uh, he's got a plan of their own. They've got a plan of their own. Yeah, they're going to have their own holiday fiesta, apparently, because they're all heading uh, to his dad's ski lodge that weekend. Yeah, apparently loads of kids from school are going up to the mountains for the holidays. I mean, I guess most of them don't have any parents who are present in their lives, so they might as well spend Christmas in a fucking ski lodge. Yeah, all the orphans together in the ski lodge, (laughs) having a great time. Good for them. Like, even the ones whose parents are mentioned are, like, absentee. Like, you know, George and uh, Shred's evil dad. Oh, they are the only dads we've ever seen. Have we seen George? I don't think we have. He's just been mentioned. And like, no, was it not an early one where he was like sponsoring that rave? Was was he in that episode? No, that was a different guy. I think. I feel that we have seen George's. We've seen the Fowler Industries. We were in the offices, yeah. But that was when Lila had the um, 
the delivery guy that she fell in love with when she was working in the Oh, the one who's delivering the meat. Heath delivering the meat. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got Heath and his meat, but not George at all. Oh, well, maybe I'm, I must be misremembering it. But um, OK, so Shred's dad is the only one we've seen. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's got a dislodge. So that's where the rest of the orphans in the store are going. <laughs> So Enid loves Christmas. Um, she loves snow, even though we do learn she's never seen it. So I don't know why she's. Oh no, they think it might snow up in the mountains. That's so it. she's yeah. excited about that, and yeah. you know there's going to be hot chocolate. And Cheryl sort of teases her, but in a really nice way. They they finally settled on a really cute dynamic between Cheryl and Enid, which I love. It's That's kind of it. like rumpy sunshine. Slash sunshine. Uh, oh, thing, it is. It's like, totally that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, there'll be some sugar plum fairies too. And uh, Enid is just waxing lyrical about the prospect of snow, which she and Manny have never seen. Oh, so yeah, they're super excited to head up to the mountains. And uh, they're both just talking about how much they love Christmas. Uh, so Enid's like, it's so magical. And there's day glow Santas in people's front yards. And uh, Manny's like, yeah, and old movies on TV. And then Winston comes along and like leaves a decoration on the table. And he's like very wistfully like, ah, and kisses under the mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shred, like true to form, is talking about the green and red crunch berries, which I guess is like seasonal cereal that that time of year and Cheryl's like yeah and everyone's just a little bit nicer and then Jessica turns around from her booth and she's just like yeah and a whole lot cornier can you not keep your holiday cheer to yourself it's really annoying (laughs) seriously both in the books and on screen she cannot like bear other people's happiness just sends her into a rage (laughs) just immediate rage how dare people enjoy themselves when I'm not there Um, so they all roll their eyes kind of hilariously like none of them give a fuck and uh, then Lila makes Winston remove the Christmas decoration from their table because it's ruining her appetite yeah apparently it's a tacky eyesore so she's just like remove it at once so I guess we're kind of establishing their like bitchy scroogey behaviour early on (laughs) well the credits will and when they end we find ourselves at the casa where Liz is wrapping presents for the Toys for Tots party which is taking place tomorrow mm-hmm. and she's been collecting toys for weeks for this charity soiree uh, with no luck because probably the people of Sweet Valley are enormous grinches Dingy fuckers, yeah. There's yeah. hardly any presence there. And like, uh, yeah, Jess comes in and sees all this and she's like, oh, that's only collected. You must have done a lousy job. Mm, but, delightful. Uh, no, yeah, so helpful. But poor Liz is just like, oh, she's kind of lamenting the fact that no one seems to have the uh, the spirit of giving this Christmas. And Jessica makes a crack about it. Must It must be at the mall with their spirit of shopping. Um, And she's like, Jessica, Christmas isn't just about what you get. It's about what you give. So she's really trying to, you know, do, yeah. do the whole, the meaning of Christmas. But Jessica just isn't having it. <laughs> No, she does not care. And then there's a knock at the back door. And uh, so it's a randomer called Richard, who I think must be somebody who was just wandering past on set because he doesn't get to deliver a line. Uh, we do hear him say something, but it's clearly overdubbed. But... Oh, God. <laughs> That's so true, actually. Yeah, he's just like a grip or somebody that was called in. Yeah, stand <laughs> at like, the door. Stand there, give that box to Cynthia and leave. <laughs> yeah, because he had a box uh, in a little package and Liz thinks it's for 
toys for tots. Mm-hmm. But um, turns out it's another gift for Jessica's magic pile, which is in the kitchen for some reason. Literally oh with the label on it saying gifts for Jessica. It's literally a gigantic box that's just piled with gifts. And yeah, the huge like gifts for Jessica sign on it. It's pretty hilarious. But yeah, because uh, Jessica's like, oh, thanks, Richard. And I think, yeah, wasn't it that he said, he's like, so are you going to call me or something? Yeah, but he's clearly not saying it. It's no. <laughs> It has the vibe of the extras Very about much. it when we hear yes. them sort of going, way to go, is <laughs> in the background. She's amazing. <laughs> well, Jessica closed the door in his face and said, Christmas isn't about giving, it's about what you get and who you get it from. Liz despairs. Hmm. <laughs> so we cut to Eden's gaff the next morning and she opens the door wearing the most adorable pyjamas. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> and uh, what should be on the doorstep but a snow globe with Ooh. a note. Yeah, so she reads the note and it says, meet me at the top of the bunny slope at midnight and it's signed from her secret Santa. So Enid is very taken with this and she kind of shakes up the snow globe and she's all excited now about what this could possibly mean. Hmm. We cut to the moon beach where most people are kind of in already in their ski gear, even though the temperature is probably like 26 <laughs> degrees. Oh, those poor actors. They must have been absolutely sweating in that studio. <laughs> so the only one who isn't really wearing ski gear, but it is winter gear, is Cheryl, who's wearing a sort of cute lime green striped mm. cardi thing with a headband. And uh, they've got the radio on because it's giving weather alerts. And apparently the snow is getting deep in the mountains. So Cheryl says, look, we should go soon. You know, we want to um, avoid, you know, road closures. But um, Reggie and Winston haven't arrived with the van. Uh, But Edith isn't paying attention because she's just murmuring names. Yeah, she's trying to figure out who sent her the snow globe. Uh, But of course, Cheryl just sees her there like listing out random boys' names. And she's like, oh, you're making your holiday ham list? But um, is it Todd then turns around and he's just like, oh, take me off it. I don't like ham. But he says so in such a douchey way that sort of like <laughs> laughing at her, not Aww. with her. And like every single scene with Todd, he just has the biggest douchebag energy in this. He just looks like sort of a smug, smarmy prick. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. It is <laughs> absolutely accurate. Because <laughs> especially as Cheryl and Enid are so cute together. Because um, uh, when, you know, it, when Cheryl asks about the holiday hamlet, she really asks in the way of like, now Enid, is this the holiday hamlet? Is yes. This is like a classic <laughs> Enid. Yeah, no, they have, they've settled on a nice dynamic, I think, between the two. Of yeah, them. which I really enjoy. Same. Especially as Liz has been a fucking useless friend recently. <laughs> Very true. But um, it's also a while, I feel like, since we've even seen Cheryl or like a lot of the gang. I think Manny's yeah. been Manny's been missing for a while as well. So it's nice that Very kind of everyone's true. everyone's in this one. Even Todd, I guess. Not that we've missed him. But, no, like, have but everyone everyone has a go with something, at least in this episode. True. Nice. <laughs> well, Cheryl asks Enid after she's been going through all these random names like Troy and Wilbur, um, says, Aren't you overlooking the obvious? And Enid delightfully says, There really is a Santa. I knew it. <laughs> 
yeah. and Cheryl is like no I mean Manny obviously but Enid is like no no way she's like no I blew it with Manny there's absolutely no chance it could be him like it would never be Manny and again yeah. Todd is like oh so it could never be Manny but it could actually be Santa and it's like shut up Todd because this was yeah. cute until you came along yeah. my notes say he sniggers douchily and leaves but Cheryl does look really fondly at Enid oh, in a sort yeah. of, oh, you sort Good. of way. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the casa where Liz gets a phone call and it's bad news. Oh no, apparently the entire committee uh, for the uh, Toys for Tots thing have come down with food poisoning. Um, Jessica asks how that could possibly have happened and apparently they all ate some like bad fruitcake that morning. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Uh, there's a lot of fruitcake hatred in this episode and I, for one, am here for it. Oh, same. <laughs> oh, I can get in the absolute fucking bin. I hate fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Liz tells Jessica, who is wearing a marabou robe, which we have seen her uh, wear before many times. It just gets uh, better every time, though. It's so good. <laughs> I think it's getting bigger. So too. It's definitely growing, isn't it? <laughs> There's a lot more fluff. Um, so yeah, she says she only has three hours to do everything to set for the party, like at the you know decorate the moon beach, um, you know get sort all the wrap all the gifts, sort everything out. And uh, Jessica's like, oh wow, that's a lot of work. It's like you should get started. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, unfortunately for Liz, she was hoping that Jessica would help her out with that, and Jessica's like. No, she's like, oh, what you should do now, you should call like Enid and Cheryl and like the rest of those losers, basically, is is the implication there. Uh, and she's like, you know, then problem solved. Uh, but then Liz points out that they're all leaving for their ski trip in an hour. Um, and Jessica's like, oh, some friends deserting you in your time of need. And then she's basically like, OK, bye. I've got a yeah. to go to. See ya. <laughs> Um, well, Jessica or Liz says, look, this is typical of, of Jessica, which is true, that she's too self-absorbed to help mm. anyone, even at Christmas and points out it's not just, you know, with Liz. It's, mm. She's like this with everybody. And if she keeps up this sort of behavior, one day she'll have driven everybody away to be all alone. And of course, Jessica thinks this is preposterous. Yeah, she's like, yeah, right. Like, no way am I going to end up alone. I'm way too popular. And just like walks off in her amazing, fluffy flamingo gown. <laughs> <laughs> well, we learn that the massages are taking place at the casa uh, in the sitting room, which looks different every time they shoot it from another angle. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a totally different space and possibly is. I don't think they're consistent with the, with the uh, set. Um, so yeah, they, Sven and Inga mm-hmm. have set up massage tables and Lila and Jessica are being massaged um, while wearing towels. And they tell the masseuses to send away some carol singers come on the door because uh, they don't want that racket. <laughs> yeah, Jessica's like, oh, who do you think they are coming singing sappy songs on my doorstep? Uh, and Lila's like, yeah, all we want is a little peace on earth. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut back to the moon beach where the radio now says there's 16 inches of snow, you know, and the, and the, the gang realise that they really have to get going mm-hmm. or they might make it up the mountain. But Enid is very confident that the magic of Christmas will get them there. And that who should come in wearing quite the ensembles? Oh my God. But Winston and Shred. Oh yeah, it's Winston, Shred and Manny arrive in the doors of the moon beach. And I, I paused it so I could write down in all caps, Winston looks so good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how good is the word Like that outfit, I don't know I think it's too much for me I was into it, I gotta say 
Can you, can you describe it? It is spectacular. I think it's, you see, the, the thing of it is he's wearing like a black, like turtleneck. And for some reason, that, that just really did it for me. Oh, I don't know. There's something about, I don't, I'm not into the polo necks. I don't know. It, it was working for him. So between that and he's got these like red ski pants on, but they're like the type of ski pants that look a bit like dungarees. They do look like dungarees. I mean, I love to sport a dunga myself mm-hmm. and do yeah. so. Well, most days of the week. However, I just this a, wasn't. It's a bit Mario and Luigi. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> if the Dungas fit, look at he's also got a black and red scarf to uh, t- to to finish out the whole outfit. And look, I don't care. I loved it. <laughs> and he's got big plans for the weekend. Yeah, he says this time tomorrow he'll be hot-dogging it down the slopes with two ski bunnies by his side. <laughs> Cheryl says, quite accurately, I suspect, more like carry down the bunny slope with two medics by your side. <laughs> and then Liz comes in uh, with her arms full of uh, party prep stuff mm. and says she'll meet them at the lodge tomorrow. Um, because obviously she has to stay for this party tonight and Todd in fairness to him does offer to stay behind and drive her up the next day um, but she says she's fine but she does reveal that she's solo at the Toys for Tots gathering yeah, yeah because they do ask like is anyone coming to help her and she's like yeah yeah oh, oh well she does explain that the committee have all been sick have all gotten sick uh, and Shred is like harsh deadly fruitcake strikes again <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm there's more f- uh, fruitcake hate, and I am here for it. Love it. Yes, here for the fruitcake slander all day. Yes. <laughs> well, Liz insists that it's fine. She can just, you know, tone all together. And they do offer to help her unpack and they start mm-hmm. setting up. Um, but then the radio says that literally one road is open to the mountain. So Liz, like, basically pushes them out the door. She does. She also says that she's got other friends coming to help her with it. And they don't seem totally convinced, but she's also very much insisting that they head away now. So they're like, okay. And in fairness, they do also pretend, you know, they do offer a lot. Uh, Yes, she really does push them, physically pushes them. She physically does. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, no, no, it's fine. It'll be grand. And they're all like, are you sure you're going to get this done in time? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's grand. Just get out. Uh, And as soon as the door is closed and they're gone, she's like, oh God, I'm never going to get this done in time. And whatever like Enid and Todd is stuck on the wall just falls off. It's all just a big disaster for her. (laughs) Or less. Hmm. Well, we cut to the casa where the girls wake up. And uh, from, they've obviously fallen into some sort of slumber and they realise that Sven and Inga are frozen. And then who should appear in a corner but Cheryl looking absolutely incredible in a white robe. So fucking good. Uh, there's also, is it like mistletoe or something in her hair? There's yes. There's kind of sparkly plant in her hair. It looks great. Uh, and she reveals that she's the ghost of Christmas past. But Lila <laughs> is like, uh, in that outfit, I think you mean the ghost of Christmas passé. Uh, <laughs> and Cheryl is like, come with me. But uh Again, Lila's like, are you kidding? Do you have any idea what these guys charge an hour? And then Cheryl kind of turns and goes, now, in this big, like, scary, booming voice. So they're both yeah. like, oh, God, OK. <laughs> so they grab their robes and follow her. Oh, yeah. Delightfully, and- Lila has, like, a matching robe to Jessica's one. It's just in, like, yeah. a mint green. It's stunning. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so they find themselves 10 years in the past where a sad, crying, very blonde child is miserably playing operation on her own. Because apparently her sister left her. 
Oh my gosh. And she has no one to play with. And Jessica's like, on Christmas morning? Who's her sister? And Cheryl, aka the ghost, <laughs> says, yeah. you. <gasps> well, Jessica's like, oh, I'm sure I had a good reason. Uh, and Cheryl's like, yeah, uh, you went off to play at tea parties with Lila's water fridge crystal set. Screamed. That was the second time I screamed. First time was Winston as Mario outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That was the second time we've had Waterford Crystal. The first time was in Lila's story in the books. Yes! At the wedding. And I was also you're, delighted then. So I'm just buzzing that we've got Waterford representation. In your the- native county. <laughs> oh, Waterford. Is- <laughs> the only representation that Dublin has had is the Wax Museum. Wax Museum. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fun to Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, I'll give you know credit where credit's due, Waterford. You can, you know, you are the the the, the heart of Ireland in the eyes of Sweet Valley, <laughs> the Crystal County baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jessica's like, oh, you know, that's a good enough reason, you know, for abandoning my sister, <laughs> sure. and uh, says that Liz never cared about being, you know, left behind when she went off to see Lila, and Cheryl's basically like. Oh yeah, really? Does that how does that look right now? (laughs) Miserable, crying, groaning child is like sadly putting away the operation uh, box under the bed. And Jessica's like, she never said anything. Oh god! But also, I see that we've established that still no parents at the age of whatever they were ten. No, what age is she? Sixteen. Well, who? Who knows how old they're meant to be now? Yeah, whatever. Whatever time you, I mean, vortex (laughs) we're working with here. There's still no parents when they're small children, basically. Just leaving a crying child, probably in the house on her own. Yeah, like makes, how did, makes, makes perfect sense. <laughs> how did Jessica get to Fowler Crest on her own on Christmas <laughs> Day? <laughs> well, we cut to the van in the blazing sunshine. Everybody's still wearing their ski gear. God love them. And uh, Enid, very unwisely, has got a giant sort of vat of Pepsi for 99 cents. Oh God. And yes, Cheryl very reasonably points out that if Ina drinks that, they're going to be stopping every 20 minutes on this trip. And Ina's like, no, we won't. And then it immediately cuts to the van, like screeching to a stop and Ina running out. <laughs> she's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Thanks for stopping. Because of course she's dying for a pee. Yeah. Um, and I Winston... presume she's just weeing at the side of the road. There's never any indication that they've had to find some sort of rest spot. There's just the implication <laughs> that they are constantly stopping on the... Oh, there's no budget for locations. They're just driving this van around the studio lot. <laughs> So, so yeah, I think Winston then is like, okay, that's our last stop. Got it, Enid. Because clearly this has been a bit of a recurring yes. thing. Already. Here at the podcast studios, we're opening our doors to everyone this culture night. Come see the place where your favorite headstuff shows are made. Get behind the scenes access, learn about production and record your very own five minute podcast. This is an opportunity not to be missed. Join us on Friday, 22nd of September. Register on eventbrite.ie or see the Culture Night website for details. We look forward to seeing you there. Well, back uh, at the Moon Beach, we see Liz wrapping gifts for the tots and uh, then realising she left some cookies in the oven. And we cut back to the van where the others are waiting for Ina, who is taking forever. Uh, <laughs> A lot of petty. <laughs> yeah, well, it really was. And Todd is worried about Liz and Winston's like, oh, you know, I'm sure she has it under control. But back at the Moon Beach, the cookies were all burnt. 
Oh no. Yeah, the whole tray is just, yeah, burnt cookies. It's terrible. Uh, And it kind of flicks back to the van again. And yeah, Todd is still feeling kind of bad. But Shred is like, you need a blister. (laughs) She's always got things covered, no matter how gnarly the waves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you, Shred. I'm so sad you're going to be gone after this series. Absolute madness to get rid of you. Uh, so uh, we cut back to the moon beach a table collapses and all the food and plates and things fall off Edith finally gets back in the van and Cheryl worries that Liz didn't really have people coming to help but uh, cut to the moon beach the tree uh, which he is trying to top uh, collapses and Liz is in despair but then who should walk in singing we wish you a Merry Christmas It's everybody. The gang came back to help out. (laughs) Yes, Winston very charmingly says, we thought about you hogging all the fun and we had to come back. Um, And Cheryl says, the trip wouldn't be fun without her. And uh, of course, they can all go tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all fine. Also, my notes here just say Winston looks so fucking hot. And I'm like, I'm presuming he's still in that same outfit. I was really just taken with (laughs) him. He he was in that outfit. (laughs) Happened to me. <laughs> I mean, we were on the same page when he was wearing the beret and the, the fatigue stuff. Yeah. The director's Maybe. outfit. Yeah. Like, but this, no, mm. he's crossed the line. Okay. Yeah. And, it's but... red, and the line is red dungas. <laughs> Clearly, I've just revealed something about myself here that I did not <laughs> intend to. <laughs> Well, we'll all sit with that for a moment. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. <laughs> so yes, the gang all set to work, but uh, back at the casa, Lila and Jessica uh, wake on the massage tables. Now, note when they wake up, they are in the robes, and when they fell asleep initially, they were not in the robes. Oh, which... good catch! Yeah. So they, uh, they both like, oh, it's strange dream, and it's like a Cheryl was in it, yeah, and she was wearing this weird outfit, and then they realize they had the same dream. What? Then delightfully, it's the oh ghost of Christmas present in the form of Shred <laughs> in Teddy Santa jammies, and I mean he is, oh my god, <laughs> he's wearing pajamas with Teddy's teddy bears yes. dressed as Santa. Yeah. yeah, and he kind of appears like on a skateboard. <laughs> He's also wearing like a, a, a like a Santi hat. He's holding a lava lamp for some reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't what, did, I didn't know what that was, but I liked it. Yeah, like it's a lava lamp. Didn't question it. It all just seemed to be right. Uh, so yeah, so then he's just like excellent landing because it's like he just appeared on this skateboard. Jessica's <laughs> like, "What are you doing in my house?" <laughs> and Shred reveals they have just entered an eerie dimension of sight and sound known as Christmas Present. <laughs> Very Twilight Zone, oh, Shred yeah. style. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so Lila says she refuses to go anywhere with seaweed boy but then they suddenly find themselves in the moon beach oh my goodness yes she's like jessica's like what the hell are we doing in the moon beach and lila's like okay this better this must be another bad dream uh and they're like yeah well this better be because we're in our bathrobes in the middle of the diner but uh shred ghosty shred (laughs) reveals that uh, no one can see or hear them they're just here to observe lila says if i wanted to watch someone do manual labor i could do it at home and (laughs) Shred says, chill, Frosty Wilmers. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, and what they observe is Enid and Cheryl taking the piss out of Lila and Jessica via gingerbread women. 
Oh my god, it's so good. Yes, Lila picks up, or sorry, Enid picks up the little like gingerbread lady, I guess. And she's yeah. like, hey, look at me. I'm Lila Fowler. I'm going to have a party and not invite any of you. And Lila's like, that cookie looks nothing like me. That made me laugh out loud. It was Same. probably funny. It was great. <laughs> and uh, Charles uh, picks up another uh, gingerbread lady and says, I'm Jessica. I'm so popular. If it loves me, one day they'll leave a holiday after me. And Jessica, genuinely hilarious. He's like, hmm, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ghost Shred says, uh, you know, you may notice an abundance of harshing on you. And he's mm. like, it's called Christmas karma. But <gasps> uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be sinking in because Lila's just like, oh, spare me the moral of the story and get me back to my massage, please. Um, <laughs> and then as they're about to head away, I think is it Jess kind of turns around because she can hear Liz going, oh, no, we don't have enough presents to go around. And she's all sad. So this does, it does catch Jessica's attention before they get yes. magicked back to, uh, to the castle. <laughs> well, then they find themselves in a sort of terrifying void and a mysterious robed figure approaches. And who should it be? <laughs> it's Enid. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is very much the like Christmas future ghost who's always really yeah. So it's that big like death robe, basically, and the heavy yeah. steps and everything. And they're like, oh my God, where are we? Let's ask him. And they're like, oh, can't we ask anyone else? And then when they realize it's Enid. Uh, they're like, oh, thank God, it's just you. But Jessica's freaked out because she's like, Enid, say something, say anything. Because Enid's just standing there staring at them. Yeah. <laughs> so Jessica's so desperate. She even says, tell us about your aunt and uncle in Kalamazoo or your cousin Elmo in El Paso, something. <laughs> <laughs> but Edith just waves her cloak and then we are in <laughs> the future wow. <laughs> and how do we know it's the future well because the kitchen cabinets are covered in tinfoil <laughs> It's basically the kitchen of the casa is covered in tinfoil on every surface and everybody, by which I mean future Liz Mm -hmm. and her children, Ashley and Charles, are all wearing (laughs) silver and plastic, like the kids are wearing sort of little spacesuits. Yeah. Liz is wearing a sort of silver and plastic like apron. She's like a sort of Jetsons. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah. My notes were like silver Jetsons dress, but shite. Because it was yeah. like, <laughs> had it been a silver version of her like rave party dress, I think I that, that could have worked, you know? I was just going to say it. She should have just worn the rave yeah. party dress. Totally. Yeah. Um, but it is just hilarious considering like, you know, uh, those twins are about the same age as me so by the time she was old enough I think we're going to assume everybody marries young and sweet valley sure, yeah. <laughs> um, this is probably about 2010 oh wow um, yeah uh, and, um, <laughs> but you don't remember the tinfoil craze of 2010 <laughs> <laughs> well I bought my house in 2011 and actually we did cover all our mm. kitchen units in tinfoil for years <laughs> to remodel the whole thing in silver and chrome <laughs> and bits of paper <laughs> It went with our spacesuits. Um, so yes, we are in the future. And uh, Liz tells her little space kids that they're going to Fowler Manor for dinner with Aunt Jessica and Lila. Aunt Lila. But the children aren't uh, eager to go. No, they're, uh, I think is it Ashley, one of the kids anyway, just like, oh, yuck, Aunt Jessica never buys any presents except for herself. I think they kind of say this bit in unison. And uh, yeah. and then one of them's like, yeah, and Aunt Lila always makes us come through the servant's entrance. 
<laughs> and let's tell the, the children, you know, now be nice. Uh, apparently, Jessica drove all her husbands away. And Jessica's <laughs> like, that's impossible. I'm popular. And uh, Lila lives alone with her 15 cats. Oh my God. Yeah, Lila's like, what? I've become a cat lady, but I'm allergic. And then Enid does this amazing, like, big evil laugh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lila and Jess are getting really freaked out. They're like, this can't be our future. Do we still have time? Can we change it? And there's another big evil laugh out of Enid. And they kind of scream in this, like, scene and then wake up on their um, massage tables, still screaming. <laughs> yes, poor Sven and Inga. I hope they gave them a good tip. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> because the, uh, the duo realise they still have time to change the future mm-hmm. um, so they run out of the house crying Merry Christmas and Sven and Inga or rather people doing some voices off stage because I don't think they wanted to pay those actors for a speaking <laughs> role <laughs> just say happy I'm not even going to attempt to do a Swedish accent or should I <gasps> it's more sort of happy Christmas <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> So just bear in mind what comes later. Why are they leaving the house straight away? Oh, I thought they ran upstairs. Oh, did they? Well, the layout, whatever weird angles we were getting, it looked like they ran out the front door. Oh, okay. I don't know why I assumed they were just running upstairs. But look, who knows? That split level house is basically an Escher picture. So who knows what the fuck is going on in there at any given time. (laughs) True. So we cut back to the moon beach where the party is in full swing. Cheryl and Shred are a delightful uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Oh, love that. <laughs> um, Cheryl has an amazing grey wig and little sort of John Lennon glasses. Yeah, they're brilliant. And uh, Manny and Winston are both dressed as elves. Now, I can draw the line somewhere and it's elf. So well, I'm relieved so to hear that. <laughs> now, if he was dressed as Santa, that might have been a whole other fucking oh, Jesus. kettle of fish. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's fine. He's an elf. I can stand down. <laughs> Oh, good Lord, I'm learning so much about you tonight, Karen. I don't know. Come on, you see what English looks like. He's basically young oh. Santi. <laughs> yes. That's my type, it's Santa. <laughs> my God, I'll never be able to look at him in the same way again. Thank God this is behind a paywall. <laughs> Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> um, we we learned that uh, the the Santa sack has run out of gifts and Shred improvises very cleverly. He does. He finds a spoon uh, on the counter of the moon beach and hands it to a kid. And the little fella's like, a spoon? And Shred's like, no, it's a super duper projectile laser gamma ray deflector. And there's kind of a beat where it's like, is this going to work or not? And the kid is like, awesome. And the other kids uh, are all like, like fighting because they also want a go of the gamma ray deflector. So it actually went down really well. Well played, Shred. Hmm. Um, so uh, obviously they can't give everybody spoons. So. <laughs> Cheryl gives Liz the heads up about the gifts and then Enid, dressed as a reindeer, complete with a sort of Rudolph nose, but mm. it's it's actually like a little reindeer snout. It's not just a oh, red, yeah. you know, yeah, clown yeah. nose. Um, she comes up and says they're out of food and the kid's getting hungry. But then who should arrive through the door? Uh, but Jessica in a Santa suit and Lila. 
Oh my god! Yes, they arrive with like plates of food, and Jess is has ridiculous giant box of presents, uh, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we're late, Santa. Traffic was a mess, and we got those presents that you left in the sleigh." Uh, so, so Lila has these like huge platters of food, and I did wonder what they were going to be. So she kind oh. of, she crouches down next to a kid, and she's like, "Now these are frog legs, but they taste just like chicken." <laughs> <laughs> She is also dressed now. I don't think she has a hat, but she is in full young executive. Oh yes, absolutely. Mode. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jessica is in. I sh- when I said Santa suit, I should have said it's like a sexy Santa. It's a yeah, dress. It's like a, a little red dress with the kind of white, white kind of on the trim. Yeah, on the sleeves, it's good. Yes, it's sort of a Santa baby singing. Outfit. It is. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So uh, she starts handing out the gifts. I mean. As I thought when I first saw what she was doing, it was like, these are not going to be suitable presents for like seven-year-olds. So this is kind of stupid. Um, So yeah, the first kid gets a fancy pocketbook, which I guess is like a big wallet. Yeah. It's not a word we use here. It's not. And I'm never fully sure. Is it like a clutch bag or like a a big wallet? It's some kind of hybrid of the two, I guess. But yeah, yeah, but it's a little girl and she's delighted because she's like, oh, wow, a pocketbook. And Jessica's like, yeah, a really expensive pocketbook. And she's kind of having to like choke down her rage that these kids are getting all her amazing presents now. <laughs> but she does, in fairness, sort of let it go. Uh, in, you know, and, and she does have the Christmas spirit. And uh, Liz comes up and asks her like, what the hell's going on? But in a nice way. Yeah. And Jessica is like, well, I you know, it's that time of year. So she and Lila are just getting into the spirit of things. And Lila goes, yeah, that might really hate cats. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. And um, yeah, Jessica reveals that she's been thinking about what Liz said, that, you know, surely there's like one day out of the year that, she, that can be about giving. So she uh, she hands her uh, operation with a bow on it. Yeah. And this is all, didn't I get this 10 years ago? And Jessica says, yes, but we never played it together. Oh. So she never even, on <laughs> like she did play it on Christmas morning. Fine. Mm-hmm. But like, we meant to believe that she never once played Operation over the rest of their childhood. No, clearly it was too painful. She stashed it under her bed and never looked at it again. <laughs> well, uh, Liz is delighted and Jessica says uh, she'll go and set up the game. And uh, then, oh, God. <laughs> I think we can guess who comes up to Liz then. Well, it's Todd, of course, because... Mm. He's around again, but yeah, so he hands Rude. her he hands her a present and she's like, oh no, but I didn't get you anything. But he reveals that he actually got it a while back, uh, but they broke up before he could have a chance to give it to her. And it's like, yeah, you broke up because you were a dick. But um, anyway, it turns out it's this lovely necklace. She's mad about it. They hug because we are just building back up to like Liz and Todd reuniting, unfortunately. Mm, unfortunately is the word. <laughs> but... Uh, on a cheerier note, we head outside and Enid is sitting there gazing fondly and sort of wistfully at her snow globe. Mm. And she's joined by Manny. And Enid reveals that she got the snow globe from her secret Santa. She was supposed to meet him tonight. It was going to be so romantic. And uh, Manny seems to know something about this rendezvous. Yeah, because he's like, oh, were you meeting at the bunny slope? And she's like, yeah. He's like, at midnight? And she's like, 
yeah how do you know all this and he kind of smiles and it's very cute and it's she kind of so looks, cute it's very very sweet she looks at him and she's like was it you and he nods and oh my god my heart broke here because he was like are you disappointed and his little <laughs> face oh god <laughs> it was lovely it was adorable the best moment between them since your bell bottoms are mine <laughs> which is still my favorite moment i think that, of the entire that, series that is, that's got to be the top one <laughs> for sure but this is a close second it is so cute because <laughs> Enid looking so happy says she's not disappointed and she's like Merry Christmas Maddie and he's like Merry Christmas Enid and then they kiss but she's wearing the Rudolph nose so they, it doesn't really work and then she takes it off and they kiss properly oh it's lovely it's I mean I was still kind of shipping Enid with like you know Shred or Shred, Winston yeah, but this yeah. is so sweet I'm just like you know what that's cool. I'm, I'm going to go with this now. <laughs> yeah, especially as we did see her get, like, them each get their heart broken That's by the it. other. Yeah, girls. they've each been kind of thwarted by getting in their yeah. own way or whatever. So, yeah, it's nice that they've they finally resolved this. <laughs> yeah. And Edith says, now that's the magic of Christmas. Oh. And then snow starts to fall. And uh, we might be thinking, is this some sort of freakish weather event? But uh, Shred, we hear Shred going, blowout idea, lilac. Lilac, yeah. I love that he just no, doesn't call anyone by their actual name. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. But yes, yeah, so Lila took the snow machine from her dad's party. She figured that these guys would all appreciate it more than a bunch of stockbrokers would. And it's like, yes, Lila, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Burn Fowler Manor to the ground. <laughs> Eat the rich. <laughs> Even the young executives <laughs> Sorry young executives <laughs> This is just how it's got to go <laughs> <laughs> So everyone comes outside uh, And marvels at the snow And Lila says that uh, They're all invited to Fowler Manor For hot chocolate and massages Which is a weird combination But um, weird. <laughs> I guess they've established the massages from earlier on Maybe Sven and Inger are still on the clock And she's like I've got to get my money's worth <laughs> Well, the greatest gift of all is that the gang don't even have to use the servant's entrance. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, and everyone kind of frolics in the snow for a bit. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> Enid says, let's make snow angels. Now, I'm just going to say, Enid, that snow, which is presumably fake, but the way they're talking about it implies that it's real, has been floating down for about a minute and a half. You will not be able to make a snow angel at that. You will have to wait quite a few hours, but look. Yes. You'll just be rolling around in the car park in the of the moon beach. But you know what? I'd say you can pull it off, Enid. It's Christmas. Sheer there you go. You do you, Enid. <laughs> so yes, as my notes say, everyone frolics some more. Yeah. And then we cut inside the Moon Beach, where I guess it's a few minutes later, because you can see most people are still outside. But uh, Jessica and Lila, or Jessica and Liz, are playing at Operation. Oh, it's really cute. Yeah, Jessica like manages to, to take one of the bits out and she's like, oh my God, I'm amazing. High five, please. And it's a very cute little like sister moment. Yeah. And that's the end of Ready, Set, Snow. Oh, yeah, not quite enough Christmas Carol stuff, but I did also enjoy the like gang going on their ski trip stuff too. So I guess it all yes. balanced out really in the end. <laughs> Same. It was lovely to see the, the whole gang back together, apart mm. from Todd. But, you know, everybody else was... <laughs> But everyone else, delighted to see them. <laughs> yes, and the Eden Manny uh, union was mm. super cute. Very so. cute, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, if we had to have Christmas just at the very end of August, though actually when this comes out, I know it'll still be August. 
Just uh, yeah. really just about. <laughs> just the very tail end, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this was a pretty fun time. I mean, it's definitely more Christmassy than the allegedly deadly Christmas. Oh my God, the undeadliest Christmas ever. Like, I, <laughs> I kept forgetting that book is a Christmas book, like until I kind of put it down and it's like, oh yeah, there's a Christmas tree on the cover because there is nothing Christmassy about this. I am baffled that, that why they said it at Christmas. Like there's literally no reason for it. It plays no part apart from the Christmas tree going on fire. And that could have mm-hmm. just been the cabin going on fire. Absolutely, yeah. Like the whole thing is, is yeah, there's no need for it at all to be set at a specific time of year. And it's, lunacy that they did that <laughs> considering this is I think since we last checked like the third junior year Christmas they've had yes. we've covered so far I feel like there's another two or three in the calendar there's some somewhere specials we haven't yeah. read that we have been reliably informed our uh, Christmas scene yeah so, look I mean come on <laughs> well don't worry listeners we'll be out of this weird time cycle soon <laughs> Just one more episode to go, Pipey the Alpha Sisters, and then True. we'll be free. Oh we'll have God. Heather Malone. We'll have Hooray. cheerleading. Oh my God. We'll have like, pen. Can't wait. <laughs> but uh, just, just one more left. That's right. And then, so close. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Pipey to Alpha Sisters, let us know what you thought of Ready, Set, Snow. Did you enjoy the reunion of the gang? Uh, did you enjoy the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future? Did you feel a bit Christmassy? Did you fancy Winston in those uh, high-waisted dungas? Somebody please back me up on this. I don't feel like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to prove your case and that's an Instagram slideshow. I think it might be. <laughs> Running a poll. It's time for a poll. <laughs> not or not. Of course he's okay. not. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no one's ever going to vote not, but just like... You're right, I'm going to rig the poll in my favour. <laughs> oh, no. Is, is this look worthy of Winston? That's how I'd phrase it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, you want me to lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I'm not going to... I hate the phrase, yuck, somebody's yum, because well, I think it sounds absolutely disgusting Ugh. and skin crawly. But, you know, the spirit of it, yeah. I'm not going to do that. So, you know, enjoy I appreciate in those degrees. I will. <laughs> They're probably padded like a toddler's t- snow trousers. Oh, stop. stop trying to ruin this for me. You just said you would. <laughs> okay, I won't say anything else about it now, but uh, find me to help the siblings. Let us know what you think about Winston's ensemble. Um, because you know we love hearing from you. Always. Yes, please do get in touch. We love it. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at SVH Podcast, where you did have a lot to say about A Star is Torn. Mm. Um, a lot of outrage on behalf of Enid. <laughs> and Pifia uh, Shirley said... I am appalled and aghast and apoplectic that Liz didn't immediately run after Enid and ask her to come with her on the concert gig. That is not BFF behaviour. Boo, Liz, boo. And Claire Pihate said, I've heard this comment entirely in Urchinette's voice. <laughs> Which is why you had to read it. I mean, because yeah, it's same. It's perfect. <laughs> Great job, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Well, Bobbins and Buttons made a very good point. She said this sneaking into gigs reminded me of how lax security was in the 90s. I remember being at a festival and just strolled on into the VIP area. <laughs> Didn't see anyone. I just used the marginally cleaner portaloo and got a beer. Now, as somebody who has been sort of backstage on a bunch of things just on a media press pass, that is the single best reason. It's just better toilets. Oh. Like, and when I say better, I mean not actively excrement. Disgusting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So that's what they're keeping back there from all us plebs. Seriously. <laughs> but Tog Shan had, uh, had a first-hand experience of uh, of a situation a bit like Jessica and AJ's. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, apparently, yes, the comment was, uh, my friend in high school was dating a guy in a band. They broke up a year or so after school uh, finished up. He then moved away and became a founding member of a very famous band oh. that still tours today. Oh. Her name was not Jessica, lol. <laughs> <laughs> what is that band? I am dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> His name wasn't Eddie Vedder, was it? <laughs> no, he came back. You sure did. <laughs> we also heard from Nanchez, or maybe it's French, maybe it's Nanche. Um, what a crash cart is. Of course, yes. Uh, yeah, they revealed that a crash cart is what they wheel in in hospital when someone goes into cardiac arrest. And it was like, oh my God, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, for God's sake, of course that's what it is. For some reason, neither of us could just think of what that was last time around. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, Pippi and Shirley pointed out rightly that it makes a really great bad name. And uh, Fucky Insolence uh, pointed out that if you get hit by a bus... You might need a crash cart. Amazing. Oh, my God. I feel like that's possibly giving the writers of the show slightly too much credit, but I love that uh, that comment. That is genius. Yes. <laughs> but Tog Chan also made the great point that uh, I feel like every season, Jessica falls in love with someone who then has to leave on some kind of international <laughs> travel. Godspeed, AJ, Sam and Prince Arthur of Santa Dora. It's so true. It's like if you want to be very successful in your chosen career, just date Jessica Wakefield for a while and you'll be out of Sweet Valley in no length because you'll suddenly be in international demand. (laughs) (laughs) Or or running a small unspecified European Mm -hmm. location in Europe principality. Sure. That or, you know, a famous motorbike guy or in a band, whatever it is. (laughs) Well, uh, Maria Teresa Biblioteca said uh, that she had a semester sabbatical almost a decade ago and she pointed out it was an actual sabbatical, the kind you get for being a tenured faculty member at a university, not the kind that high school students (laughs) take in order to go on tour with their rock star boyfriends. (laughs) Um, But basically, she won everything from her local classical music station. So it just shows it's worth entering those competitions. She Mm. did ponder that maybe she was the only person doing this. <laughs> yeah, apparently every time there was a ticket giveaway, she called in and won. And won tickets yeah. to the opera, the ballet, the symphony. Couldn't even remember what else. There was like maybe five different events. So yeah, so Maria can relate to Ina's obsession with radio station wins. I only wish that a cheese festival had been one of mine because of course oh. that was something Enid won tickets to in the last oh. episode. <laughs> the dream! <laughs> Delightful. Uh, Kai did, hope I pronounced your name properly, uh, did agree. We, we said last week, like, polka seemed to be sort of like a joke thing mm. in American pop culture back in the 80s and 90s. And she said, yes, it was sort of a national running joke in the 80s for like the uncoolest possible music. Not really sure why it was visible enough to warrant that. Yes, yeah, that's what I was wondering. But I do remember a lot of polka jokes from my 80s childhood. 
Yeah. And then Maria Teresa again added that it made her think of Weird Al Yankovic, who's so uncool that he's cool. <laughs> yeah. And he is a polka musician. And I mean, who doesn't love Weird Al? So, How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yes we also uh we we did we did get a lot of uh, there's there's just a, a lot of love always for shred uh mm. and uh you know his his general vibe and I just I think I speak for all of us when I say how sad I am that we don't have that many episodes left with him. Oh, I know. We'll just have to really enjoy the ones that uh, he does feature in between now Indeed. and the end of season 3. Well, thank you so much, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, for both listening to us today and for supporting the show. We really appreciate you. There are more of you than ever before. And uh, it means the world to us that you are so generous and so happy to support us, uh, both with your, you know, emotional support, but with your very real support of <laughs> actual money. <laughs> very true. We yeah. Are, we are both uh, self-employed. With there you go. Working in the media and, you know. <laughs> that freelancer life. <laughs> yes. So yes, so, we absolutely appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for, uh, for all of us. You're great. Well, we will see you in the main feed next week when it'll finally be over. Oh my God, it will finally <laughs> be at an end. Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, I genuinely feel like there'll be some sort of trick in the next book. And they'll be like, surprise, it's all about Jeremy's trial. No. <laughs> I'd like to think that we will never hear about him again because, mm. like I've said before, I have read the cheerleading books and I don't remember all the details but I'm pretty sure I would have remembered if Jeremy was in them because I knew nothing about this godforsaken <laughs> three part five book <laughs> trilogy quartet um, uh, before we started recapping it so I'm hoping that's him gone forever oh please god yeah I just I couldn't stomach him a second longer than we have to <laughs> <laughs> well we've just got one more visit to to the sex offender to go and then jail hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) but we will see you all back here in the clubhouse where oh wow I wonder who is saying this I cannot tell somebody is singing don't stand so close to me ooh interesting yeah (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah I guess we'll find out who's standing so close and who doesn't want them to (laughs) (laughs) when we return to the clubhouse excellent (laughs) we'll see you then everybody thanks for listening and Merry Christmas (laughs) this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network 